All right, moving on for tonight's open space. We're now joined by students from Ju Chengchu Secondary School, Yun Long. And here they are talking to you guys about who they are, first of all. Hey guys, we are from 5A. I'm Yuki. Hi, I'm Cindy. Hi, I'm Bobo. Hello, I'm Leigh. <laughs> okay, welcome to our studios, everybody. Tonight we're going to talk about mainlanders' effects over here in Hong Kong. We're going to go through the students' very own observations and see what they feel about that phenomenon. First of all, I'm going to come to Yuki. Oh, yeah. Okay, so what kind of aspect are you going to come to us first about mainlanders in Hong Kong? Uh, milk powder. Milk powder. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, from my point of view, I think uh, it is better for us to... Um, uh, share our milk powder uh, to the mainland babies and why first I, w- I would like to explain all babies are more equal right and but why are Hong Kong babies more equal than mainland babies um, considering the one child policy it is difficult for baby to be given birth to begin with mm. mainland babies are not only grown up without democracy freedom and human rights but also they take a week's of drinking poisonous milk or other polluted food as they grow without prote- protection. Right. And now, inno- innocent babies are the target of discrimination. Hmm. But on the contrary, Hong Kong babies are not only have all kinds of protection, but also they, they are spoiled by the helicopter's parents <laughs> who complain that buying not enough milk for their kids we usually donate money, clothes, or anything to mainland whenever there are some disaster like flooding or earthquake. Mm. Instead of asking Hong Kong for free milk, they have money to buy milk. They come here for the sake of buying milk for their babies. Although we can't rule out the possibility that some of them are making money out of it, but the end user are still babies. Can we just share some milk with them? <laughs> I totally understand your point, especially if you have family that has really small child. You know, it makes you really wonder, is it really that difficult to at least secure the basic daily food that the babies yes, would write? Absolutely. Yeah. So, of course, the government has been doing things to help the Hong Kong local parents to solve the situation. And Yuki, what do you think about the policies so far with the punishment and the penalty? Do you think it's working? Um, that's too heavy. Too heavy. Too, too heavy. Right. And uh, for more some background details, um, it goes without saying that uh, the supply of uh, water from China is the major source of waste water for Hong Kong. Despite the fact that uh, the water there is not absolutely clean, uh, we actually depend on the water supply from China. Mm. And so the problem is that why we ask China for water but we stop making this fine milk powder from Hong Kong? It is a little bit unfair. What we have to fight against is the parallel traders, not mainlanders. So I think um, this. Uh, uh, it is too heavy. Right. Okay. Thank you, Yuki, for sharing your points of view. Next up, I'm going to come to Bobo. Hi. Hi. So, tell us about what you feel strongest when it comes to mainlanders' effect in Hong Kong. Mm, I think the mainlanders is affecting Hong Kong so um, seriously. So, um, just like the, um, I think as far as I'm concerned, um, we should have a more sympathetic approach accommodating certain poor needy mainlanders on humanitarian grounds. Mm-hmm. Um, um, from my point of view, I think the Chinese comparatively let off the 
human rights and democracy and the freedoms. Right. Not only does the communist party neglect all the opposite opposing views, voice, and facts, but also they whitewash all the truths and the reactive. Last but not least, the communist party brainwashed the soul and the mind of the next generation of Chinese. In fact, the pregnant mainlanders come to give birth in Hong Kong because of all those reasons. Apart from the human rights, China's one-child policies is also a reason. If the mainlanders give birth more than one child, they will be penalized. Mainland parents without bigger financial meals hopes their babies to have a greater opportunity, democracy, human rights, freedom as well. So they think Hong Kong can give them the only glimpse of hope for something better for themselves as well as for their next generations. Hmm. Hence, I think we have the more sympathetic, sympathetic approach to those mainlanders. Okay, so in in talks of mainland moms or moms to be coming to Hong Kong to give birth, we should feel more, or we should have more compassion for them instead of just saying we don't have enough beds in the hospitals. But I think they are so. Um, but I think they are. We should, to my sympathy, they are. Um, they are not. Um, they at the China they lack of human rights. Um, so I think they, um, but also they don't have uh, enough money to um, to meet, to marriage the un, un, to an other country. So they just can move to Hong Kong and give birth their babies because Hong Kongs um, have the same cultures and the dialogue with us with the mainlanders. So they can ease, they are easy to adapt to living in Hong Kong. So. They are difficult to move to another country, um, so I think the mainlanders can come to Hong Kong to give birth to babies. Okay, all right. Thanks, Bobo, for sharing your thoughts. And then we're going to come to Cindy. Yes, hi. I'm Cindy. Cindy. Hi. You're going to talk to us about adultery. Um, as a girl, I really don't like mis mistress. Not only do they help breaking up a family, but also they hurt innocent women. Right. Although I don't like mistress it's always definitely the man's fault <laughs> they are taking their wives for granted also they are cheating and betraying their wives and i bet all of them have made commitment to their wives mm. how can how can they violate the commitments and forsake their innocent wives where is their sense of responsibility and integrity mm. and they should respect their marriage shouldn't they? Yeah, of course. Yes, and had they considered more of their wife's feeling, they would not. Their wife would not have been victimized by extramarital affair. Yeah, I think so too. That certainly breaks a lot of families. Uh, it's global, though. It's not just the, the problem between mainlanders and Hong Kongers, but it's it's just something that's universal, which is really irritating. So thanks for sharing that, Cindy. We're now going to finally come to Nate, and you're going to talk to us about the red light district over here in Hong Kong. So over to you now, Nate. No matter what, any activities related to sex work must be banned. Hmm. But like mainland women have low educational levels and other equal opportunities, fighting for their survivals, even their families, they need to sell their bodies for sex work to exchange money and lose their virginity. 
There must be some painful stories behind them. Had they had good jobs opportunities, they would have got other jobs, but sex work、right. to earn money. Compare with Hong Kong's girls like supermodels or young girls engaging in compensated dating. I wonder why these girls still go astray without treasuring what's in store of for them while here in Hong Kong. Yeah, I feel sorry for mainland sex workers, but what puzzles me more is why these guys are dying to buy sex with their money. These guys barely need a good moral education to know what is right and wrong, good and bad. Don't stay. Of course, and I totally agree with you. There must be better options out there for everyone, women and men. As long as they would just keep working, be a bit more grounded, and you know, stand on their feet, there will be a brighter future. So once again, we just heard from Nate, Bobo, Cindy, and Yuki, and they're all coming from Chu Chengchu Secondary School, Yunlong. Thanks for talking to us today. <laughs>